They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Shooting the Shit with Chippa. As always, I am your host, Chris Chipman, a.k.a. The Chippa. And before I get into my co-host, because this is one of my fighting films, um offshoots of shooting the shit with chip a new segment um this is i think now the third time by this releases or fourth that we've actually called it that and i'm really excited before i get into that i want to thank my 15 dollar or more a month patrons they are mason christopher finnick patricia chipman hugh k campbell jr alex peregrine kevin cv mike the gatherer tyler freshcorn mark price collaborating online alex shaw seth comfort seth decker andrew kraus little nicky robert v aldrich aaron moriarty carolyn thompson Scott Arcuri and Shior Hansen Gusted. And I'd like to thank my newest patrons, Scott Arcuri and Chris Charles and Patrick R. Young. Thank you all so much for the help and support, especially in these COVID pandemic times. It's really good um, to get a little bit of extra financial support from people that like what I do. But again, you know, it's most important that we just are a community and we can reach out and talk to each other and not feel alone during all of this. So I really appreciate everybody that communicates, interacts, and listens to my stuff. Um, this show, as a lot of them, is brought to you by Skeeter Plays, a new Let's ch- uh, new Let's channel. Yes, a new Let's Play channel on YouTube from my buddy Steve Brennan. He's one of my very best friends. Been working with him since back in the Blockbuster days. He was in my wedding party. Um He's got a fun Let's Play channel. Go over there and check it out. And with that, Fighting Films begins again. My co-host, Stefan, tell everybody everybody what we're talking about. We are talking about um, the uh, two, I guess we should call them the the first sequel to each of the Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World trilogy. Yes. Uh, So the Lost World. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yes, and we uh, we opted to, um, as I think any discussion about Jurassic Park sequels should go, to not spend time discussing how they compare to the original Jurassic Park or anything about the original Jurassic Park. Because, um, one, I think Steph and I and our guest today, Kyle. Kyle, say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Hey, and- you guys remember Kyle? He's he's joined us before. He's awesome. We could probably just geek out forever for three or four hours about Jurassic Park and then forget that we were here to talk about the sequels. Yes, so uh, we're going to leave those off the table. Um, so, yeah, um, Stefan, what a, you know, outside of the fact that they're the sequels to Jurassic Park and Jurassic World proper. And it's kind of interesting how Jurassic World is the fourth Jurassic Park movie, but it kind of does this cool kind of singular reboot thing on its own too so this is kind of the second movie in that as lost world is the second movie in the original trilogy what um you know outside of that like what what made you think this would be a cool two to compare yeah i mean the term for jurassic world is a legacy sequel by the way which where yes it, it doesn't retcon everything like you know halloween did the new Halloween from 2018, but it does, um, you know, it does feature like the continuity of the whole previous entries. Speaking of Halloween, I did watch um, the, the Halloween that was right before H2O. The yes. Of Michael Myers. Halloween which, sticks. And, yeah. And you can tell it was like year before Scream and you can really tell, you know, how Scream, how big of an influence that movie had on the horror trajectory. Because it doesn't feel like it at all, even though it's, you know, three years before, is it? Yeah, it's really interesting. Ha- Halloween 6 was one of the last. That's really, God, it's a really good point. We got to do some Halloween movies at some point on this or some horror flicks again. But uh, yeah. it, it really kind of sets that like line in the sand between the 80s, the 70s, 80s slasher, and then the late 90s, 2000s horror sure. boom. That came, and you know, it, it's it's really interesting because Halloween as a series feels so wholeheartedly different to Nightmare on Elm Street. So mm-hmm. it, it it's cool that with Scream you have Wes Craven kind of coming in and looking. Okay, 
Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and, you know, Friday the 13th and Black Christmas, all these movies are kind of given the title of starting the slasher genre, you know, as a right. mix together. But Craven comes back to it at the other end and not only cynically pokes fun, but kind of, you like you said, looks at things like, God, these sequels like Halloween 6, um, you know, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan you know, or God, that was that was when we were getting Jason Goes to Hell and, you know, Freddy's Dead and the new Nightmare and things like that. Don't, don't forget Jason X. Jason, I love I Jason X. I one. love Jason X. Jason X is yeah. a big, stupid, 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 wonderful movie. And, and <laughs> the best line, what what's his what's his status? He's screwed. Yes, screwed. Um, I liked I liked that one. And the guy standing at the door when Jason jams a pipe like through the, or a knife through the door, it's going to take more than that. And then two more like pieces of rebar. That'll do it. <laughs> <Many times. Yeah. laughs> it's like, uh, anyway, but yeah, we, we, we like legacy equals um, is, is a really good term. Uh, Fuller mm-hmm. house um, does, does a very decent job of that. Right. Um, the, yeah. the star, the star Wars movies, especially um, force awakens mm-hmm. is, is definitely one of those. And um, you know, We'll talk about it more as we go into them, but um, I think the the legacy sequel, <laughs> as it is, really breathed a breath of fresh air into this franchise. It was it was oh, kind of, and, and you'd think you know dinosaurs should be as you know there should be a thousand Jurassic Park type movies out there, not just mm-hmm. these five, you know, and, and and leaving out what the folks you know making the direct to video stuff do. Um, but you know, in theaters, like this should have been huge, and instead it's not. And it's amazing by the time you get to Jurassic Park three, how bored it all seems with itself. Yeah, we're we're not gonna talk about that. No, I know. I just you yeah. like uh, that was just a segue, you know what I mean? Like we you go from Lost World, which we'll we'll talk about in a minute, and then you get to Jurassic World, which both at least have some big energetic set pieces mm-hmm. and then you've got jurassic park three in the middle that just kind of like is this like you know a, a b episode of the tv show of jurassic park like what's going no, on no it felt like really weird um fan fiction almost i think i've said that before right Kyle? It, yeah. it really it really did yeah. and, it, and it feels unfinished and it and yes. like like they in and, and it's a bummer because i like everybody involved i mean joe johnston made that thing joe johnston made jumanji and the rocketeer and captain mm-hmm. america you know what i mean this guy this guy knows how to make a movie. <laughs> so, but so does Steven Spielberg. <clears throat> and, and that's what brings um, us to, you know, uh, the lost world and then mm-hmm. Jurassic world fallen kingdom. So Stefan, I, I don't know if it makes sense to start with the older film. What, what your, your call Might as well. And Kyle, what, um, you know, b- before we get into us talking and, you know, your, your color commentary and the, the things you can add to, um, have did we all see both of these in the theater? I didn't see Fallen Kingdom in the theater. I just saw it about two weeks ago. <laughs> it's oh. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I saw it in the theater. I what about the Lost World? I did. I saw that in the theater too. I believe. Cool, cool. Me too. Lost World was the first movie I recall having the multicolor Universal logo. Remember? Uh, yeah, it was, yes, like, it was. Yes, it was. And can I just say, I don't need to touch on the original Jurassic Park, but I freaking love that um, the original, you, well, not the original Universal logo, but the one from like 1992, 97. I love that yep. logo. I yeah, love it was that logo. I was so disappointed when Jurassic Park was re-released and they did not use that logo. Yeah, Damn when it. they did when they did the 3D re-release, you'd think yeah. they did that because when they brought ET back in theaters, they kept the old logo and the, mm-hmm. and it was cool that it left Earth instead of going to. And I always thought that was kind of cool that they did that in ET. All right, so so with that, Stefan, you know, let's let's talk Lost World. So the Lost World um, was released in uh, in May. I think it was was it, it was it must have been May, right? Yep, May nineteen ninety seven. Yep, nineteen ninety seven, and I remember the hype for the movie was just so strong. It was one of the first movies that I really followed, kind of for its production, until uh, when it came out. Because remember, um, Michael Crichton originally wasn't going to write a sequel. He only wrote it at the the um, pressure of Steven Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and and a funny point. 
just had that you bring that up. One of our um, mutual favorite directors um, and drink, Stephen Cognetti, director of Hell House LLC, was um, on Film Rescue. My friend, um, I listened to this. Yep, yeah, to that. and he and yeah. he did and he did a whole episode on um, the Lost World, and I had never known until I listened to that the, that factoid that you just said that Crichton the it was a chicken after the egg like mm-hmm. Jurassic Park the movie's success required Crichton to write a sequel to his book, and that's yeah. really strange because the Jurassic Park film couldn't be any more different than the book. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's so that it's just really interesting. <laughs> For sure. And um yeah, the uh the hype was so strong. One of my one of my memories of it was so it was my my birthday is on June 6th. So it's always kind of you know around that time. It's all well, it's always around that time, of course, but around the time when school ends. And so uh my mom took me to Burger King on my birthday and she's like, Hey, you know, I'll get you, I'll get you a lost world watch. And nice before. Yeah. You remember, you remember those the lost yep. World watches? Yeah. And she asked me, so like, okay, before she went to McDonald's and said over the intercom, what do I do to get a lost world watch? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I know. Such a mom thing to do. Um, and so we, uh, I saw it in theaters with my dad. I think it was at the the Miller Hill Mall Theater. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. And um, yeah, I I liked it, but I remember I, I remember being yeah, a little let down from it. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't hate it as much as, you know, Cognetti hated it. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, that. Oh my God! So yeah, his his wife liked my post on the found footage group when I said I'm watching the director's cut of Hell House LLC. Awesome! I'm like, oh my God! Yeah. Um, someone I know, another podcast, by the way, wants to be an extra, or he pitched being an extra in the Abaddon Hotel. I'm like, well, I may have, I may have a indirect connection to Stephen Cognetti. So. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Maybe get a hold of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember like how, and everybody seemed to be let down from Lost World. Yeah, I agree. It it, yeah. it's, it seems to suffer from wanting to please everybody. Yes. I mean, I think it's an example of it was always going to be a letdown compared to Jurassic Park. Yeah. And yeah, and had it been a standalone film, it probably would have been much better received. And um I remember, like, my, my sister, so, like, a few examples. Like, my sister said she saw it in theaters with her, with her friends, and, like, by the end, they said they were just sitting there eating candy and talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, one of my really good friends, uh, John, uh, and my, uh, one of my professional mentor of mine said he, he never saw any other Jurassic Park films or Jurassic World films because of the lost world and the gymnastics scene. Yeah. That's, that's the big one for me. Yeah. He, he was like, I'm, I'm done after that. I'm like, well, you know, should give him a chance. Um, and then like, I remember Jeanine Garofalo and one of her old stand with specials was like, yeah, you know, I saw, um, uh, the Jurassic park sequel. I think, I think I watched it for about a minute and a half. That's <laughs> all so I tuned in. It's so like the, the the hipster guy and the safari guy in Dino. I'm like, yeah, I'm oh, the dinosaurs. Yeah. Dino, dude, I'm the dreamer. She's like, I just got to pack it in at that point. He had a very fitting death, by the way, that character. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. 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 Um, personally, I would take getting bitten by a snake than then getting eaten by a T-Rex, but that's just me. <laughs> um, I digress. Uh, yeah, so um, The Lost World, though, I mean, it was it was a big financial success. And I think, you know, one thing, you know, Jeff Goldblum is a national treasure, of course. Yes. And I love how his character, um, you know, even though we, we never, it, it was implied everything he went through, you know, where like he, you know, went public about what happened and nobody believed him, you know, he lost his tenure and whatnot. 
you can tell he's been through shit in the last four years. Yeah, the guy, he, there has not been a movie he has been in where you don't look and go, like, the, the guy just researches who he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and he's, it, it, it's an interesting 180 because he's the comic relief of, of the first movie. Right. You know, he's, he's playing a caricature in the first movie that's still because it's, because it's Steven Spielberg, um, caricatures, you know, become endearing, you know, he's still a good character and the tonal shift in this one could have been like, wait a minute, why is he the star now? But he did a really good job of filling those shoes. Um, my, my problem was that every character besides him really sucks in this movie. Yeah. And and again, Julian Moore, who, yeah. Yeah, so she should be great, and she just she has like nothing to do. It's just really, it's kind of a letdown. And I think that's the biggest, um, the biggest fault for it for me is, uh, it's it, it has the Transformers problem. They they stuck all of these human characters in there that should flesh out the fact that you can't have dinosaurs on screen all the time, you know, emoting and doing stuff. And then they made the human characters extremely unlikable or gave them nothing to do. So you just sit around waiting for the dinosaurs, which there's five times as many of them in this as there are in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But Jurassic Park, you like more because it uses everything so much better and the characters are so much better. Right. And not, and that's notwithstanding, this movie has some incredible set pieces in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I... Uh, I guess, yeah, for me, like you said, the... Uh, the yeah the the characters are just there and they're otherwise just you know beyond that just kind of forgettable really yeah the side the side characters and i know you know when julian moore mentioned recently you know she isn't sure if she would come back for a later entry in the series it's like oh yeah i forgot yeah that's the biggest problem when you forget the julianne freaking moore and this was right around if not like the same year as um her big breakout or a couple, you know what I mean? Like that, like everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody in this. I mean, Vince Vaughn is in this damn movie, but you know what I mean? Do you remember Vince Vaughn being in this movie? <laughs> like, that's what I say every time I watch it. <laughs> Vince Vaughn's in this. <laughs> Let's, and you know, I think it, it does have some really great scenes though. Uh, and watch, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to be, you know, talking it up. Um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't mean to digress there. It just, it's, it, it always, it's always amazing to me because we're, you, you and I, and, you know, we're going to say a lot of good and bad things about, about movies on this show, but it's incredible that like, if anyone who wasn't Steven Spielberg made this movie and it wasn't the follow-up to Jurassic Park, this would be such an awesome freaking movie. <laughs> and it, it it's yeah go ahead sorry it yeah. just it breaks my brain i know what you mean yeah the um the uh cliff scene oh god it's is, so good no that's a great scene <laughs> it's great so scene good. and the um uh the whole part with the uh just the whole raptor attack from like when they're in the field oh to when they're rescued is phenomenal i think is very very chilling and it's scary it is That's, very scary. It's horrifying. Like they, the aerial they, shot when you see them like descend on them like that is very, very good. It also has that incredible T Rex waterfall. Um, pulls the guy up, and then the whole waterfall turns red. That's so good. Yeah, that's nice. And the um, let's not forget. Speaking of red water, the the guy that was like you know got separated from the group and was attacked by the the whatever those are called the mini. Yes, the compies. And then, the, and then the river just like turns red. Yeah, that's a nice touch, nice PG thirteen violence, if you may. Well, it's it's so much better than you know, like they spend the whole first movie telling you that the raptors have that claw that they can cut people open with, mm-hmm. and you see them using it even though they never really get at anybody on camera, 
and then they make them horrifyingly violent and evil in this one. Then you get to the third movie, and they because it's a really soft PG thirteen. They mm-hmm. go, "Oh, the Raptors are intelligent now, so they just break people's necks instead." And I'm like, "No, yeah. Raptors cut your stomach open and eat your insides. Like that's what they do. Like don't you? You did see the Raptor cut the one in, in the third one open. It was like really um." They cut away though, but you did like yeah, like yeah. You did kind of see it; it was implied though. But um, yeah, and you know, I think, I mean, yeah, it definitely, it definitely has its moments, but not enough of them. And you know, I thought the effects still held up pretty well. And you know, a common, a common crit- criticism people have with the sequels in the Jurassic Park franchise is that like in the later sequels, yeah, it's more CGI. And I think a big reason though is because in those, the dinosaurs were doing more yep. than in the first. They had to rely on it more. That's and not you're, to say that Jurassic Park doesn't still really hold up to this day. The, these two really hold up. I, I'd say in some ways, and it, we'll wait to talk to my movie, but I'd say the Jurassic Park and Lost World both look better than Jurassic World. That's not to say that's not to say the Jurassic World there's not way cooler stuff that happens yeah. in it that I love but there is a it really looks computer generated where these two movies the stuff they do such a beautiful mix of practical and computer in both of these movies For that sure. um and yeah so right yeah and then um and then they leave the island and you know end up in San Diego and then it just is all downhill from there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's it's and so wow, does, it, does it go downhill it's so funny right because that sequence is actually great for what it is but it doesn't belong in this movie at all no it does not it does not <laughs> like it, it and even spielberg i don't know if you've ever um watched the making of stuff from this but you have you guys both seen spider-man into the spider-verse yep kyle uh yeah you know the 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 world B spider the universe B Spider Man um janky old bro Kobo Spider Man as it were no no not, sorry him the Peter Parker at the beginning that gives that I'm so tired line that literally I want to make a meme with Spielberg and that on the set of Lost World that's every time you see him in the trailers he goes yeah so here you know is the part where the Raptor is going to attack and oh. <laughs> and he just said it's like it's like watching Peter Jackson on the Hobbit sets where you're just like this is ruining this guy like just let let him go home let him go home <laughs> um yeah oh the San Diego sequence and again such cool shit right like it has a T-Rex hitting a bus like nudging a bus it's got the T-Rex breaking into the people's house somehow um, which I'm not going to get into. Oh, it's good. It, it just, it's a cool sequence and it's like, Hey, we just started a third movie now. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, you know, it, it kind of would have fit better in with like, you know, I mean, presumably with this new, with a, a dominion. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The dinosaurs are going to be loose in the real world. In the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and how could you not have mentioned the bus crashing in the blockbuster? Is no, I was. I, yeah. It's it's your segment to say. I didn't want to steal your thunder, but no. that was on. I'm pretty sure every or every other store play video for the entire time I worked there, they would cut that scene in to some ad. It was hilarious. <laughs> the bus crash, the the T Rex, and the bus crashing into the blockbuster. And see, I love stuff like that. It just it's like. That it's weird to say that we're saying this in a movie about big dinosaurs, but those scenes are played so silly that they don't fit with everything we've seen before. Well, they they fit with the gymnastics bit, but they they, they don't fit with anything else that's happened. Mm-hmm. The movie, the movie up to that point is pretty nasty and dark, you yeah. know. And then that end scene is like, let's have fun and like do this like weird Godzilla romp through San Diego. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and even then it was still better than anything in the uh, Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. <laughs> oh God, yeah. yes. Uh, even even as a kid, seeing that movie in theaters, I'm like, this movie is terrible. I'm not agreeing like this movie is awful. Yeah, that one that one did not work. That yeah. one did not work at all. Oh man. 
yeah, and I think, you know, I wonder how it would have been if, you know, um, the original cast would have come back, but I guess they weren't in the novel, so... They, yeah, uh, but again, the movie is have. the movie is so goddamn different than the novel. Yeah, you know it, it's it's so different. I, I and again, that's not to say. I mean, it, it borrows some cool stuff from the novel for sure. Because um, the novel is a fascinating book. Um, and quite, you know, they both are. But it's just like I don't know. It. It, it it's so weird to think like that this is one of the lower rung of of Spielberg movies, and I still kind of really enjoy it, even though I I wouldn't necessarily say I like it, but I think it's a lot of fun. Oh, I still like it. Yeah, like I own it. Like I I you know it it's just funny that it, it's funny that with that guy when he kind of falters and makes something that's just okay, that was fine, that it gets so much overwhelming hate i just did a uh, a show yeah. on uh, the kingdom of the crystal skull which i feel I that. falls into the exact same ballpark as this one where it's like this movie's fine i don't really know what like there's some stuff i don't like about it but god if it's not fun <laughs> you know it's never boring kyle uh but before i before i go into fallen kingdom you know you don't have to give your your final thoughts but what's um do you do you fall in line with kind of what Stefan and I were saying about um, Lost World, or do you have a different take? Like, no, this is the greatest thing ever, and I got a tattoo of it. You know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, you know, I, I do fall in line with you guys' thoughts. Um, to add to it, I think we have you know the ending of the Lost World, and it all of a sudden it turns into like this Godzilla type kind of um movie extent and and of course in Fallen Kingdom we have the dinosaurs that break out you know into the community it makes a lot more sense and it's a lot more you know and uh (laughs) yeah just that compared to Lost World at the end it's just all of a sudden a different movie as opposed to the Fallen Kingdom in which it, it makes sense where that would happen and that's kind of expected and that's kind of like a the flow hey, of the movie. Well, dude, thank you. Kyle has given me a perfect segue into, into Fallen Kingdom. I had forgotten that I owned Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and do not know why I missed it in the theaters. It's one of those things that it must have just come out, you know, right at a, at a hot spot of us not being able to go out too much because of the kids. Because for the for the original was Jurassic... Jake was born, maybe. I, it, it must have been. In the original Jurassic World, you know, we had a great big friend group outing and there was huge standing ovation and round of applause. I mean, that, that movie was a phenomenon. No, Jurassic that was an World. event. We, and, we and, saw that opening that. And yeah. it's, it's funny that, like, Fallen Kingdom... And, and, and I'm going to get into what I thought of it in a minute, but Fallen Kingdom made $1.2 billion and it was considered not as big of a success. Right. And that cracks because Jurassic World made like $1.8 billion or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's just completely nuts. But, you know, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So, so before I say what I, I think of it, I don't I didn't miss it for lack of not wanting to see it. In fact, I, I followed it along um, quite a lot. Uh you know, the, the original film's director, the original Jurassic World, Colin Trevorrow, uh, Trevorrow um, stayed on as writer but hired um, independent film director J.A. Bayona, who has – his movies have an incredible look to them. He, oh, my God. Just, the Impossible. The Impossible. He, yeah. Oh God, yeah. It's and, on Netflix uh, now. I told Jesse, I'm like, do you want to watch me ball my friggin' eyes out? <laughs> and no, it's true. And, and And I'll say, you know, just from the trailers, and then I can attest to this after seeing it. This, I, I don't want to, I would never want to say anything is a better looking film than what Spielberg can put on film. But in contrast to Jurassic World, this film is fucking gorgeous. Like they filmed the hell out of it. The light, the brights are bright. The darks are dark. The dinosaur effects look spot on. The use of practical effects for the close-ups when people are really, really, really interacting with them. It harkens back to the, the incredible stuff in the original Jurassic Park. Um, it, it was just so, so refreshing to see that. It, it really made the movie kind of 
feel like a thing all of its own, whereas Jurassic World is kind of always reminding you that it's a Jurassic Park movie. This one kind of had a uh, a unique look to it, and and I really enjoyed Absolutely. that about um, the movie. The movie has kind of. I, I won't say the same problem, but the movie is doing the same balancing act that The Lost World was, and it didn't let out on that in the trailers. So for anybody that's listening to this that hasn't seen Fallen Kingdom, go and watch it, because nothing in the trailers for this film alluded to what was going on. You've got this first half of the movie where the original island that Jurassic Park and Jurassic World took place on has a volcano that's going to erupt. And it's going to kill all the dinosaurs in the island. And you've got the world battling between, hey, let them die. We brought them back into the world. If they get taken out naturally, that's just what it is. And, you know, that's where we got Jeff Goldblum in. And he's up, you know, you know, um, advocating for chaos, you know, and letting, you know, letting it go down. And you find out that our um, two protagonists or our main protagonists from the original film, as it were, Bryce Dallas Howard is Claire Deering. Um finds out that I guess it's not her dad, right? It was just somebody, the other guy that worked with John Hammond, you know, kind of comes out of left field. His his partner that they somehow, you know, wrote in. It's like, okay, who is this person? Yeah, but his his partner is, takes her in for a, for a meeting and his partner has like this underling that works for him. That's obviously shady from the very beginning. And you've got this guy living with his, it seems granddaughter and we'll, we'll, we'll find out what's going on there a little later. Mm-hmm. He's taking the granddaughter in under his wing because the granddaughter's mother died. And, um, you know, so there's this weird kind of relationship going on there, but this guy seems legit. Like he seems just like John Hammond His hearts in the right place. He wanted to do the right thing. He ends up reinvigorating Bryce Dallas Howard's love for the dinosaurs. Cause she wants to save them. And he gets her to get Owen and go to the island because they're going to capture, you know, it's like a Noah's Ark kind of thing. We're going to take one of each and bring them back and we're going to start a preserve. And, and what I shouldn't have been, shouldn't it have been kind of suspicious that, you know, why don't we move them 10 miles to Isla Sorna? It's like, doesn't that place still exist? Just move them back there. Yeah. It it should have been a red flag right there. It is a little weird, but, but I do like the fact that he was being played too. I, you know, I, I, I do like the fact that, yeah, we find out this guy did some fishy stuff, but it's like Anthony Hopkins in Westworld kind of fishy stuff where you're like, oh, okay. Like, so he's got the John Hammond problem, but he's not a bad person. Right. Okay. But the guy working for him is like straight up genocidal maniac that, <laughs> that you know, wants, uh, wants, um, you know, to just sell these dinosaurs off to posters and the military and whoever else. So that brings us to the second half of the film where we end up at this guy's incredibly overdone and amazing Gothic mansion, which no, it's, it's, it's amazing. And this, this movie is the opposite of uh, the lost world. In my opinion, it gets better in the second half. Like the, the whole Island scene I thought was a little boring and, and rushed at the same time. It's true, and, and and I think it was that way because that was the trailer seller. They needed we need something that looks like Jurassic Park to get butts in the seats because we want people to think this is going to be the whole story. And they really they 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 really pulled the pulled the rug out from under you. And I loved that because you, you hit the nail on the head. It literally looks Jurassic World, the Lost World, in the face and goes. Oh, you're going to bring the dinosaurs to the mainland and people are going to hate it. We're going to bring the dinosaurs to the mainland and make it fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's and not only are we going to do that, but instead of it being a Jurassic Park movie now, remember all that cool stuff in the middle of the first Jurassic Park with the raptors in the uh in the um kitchen? That's mm-hmm. the whole second half of this movie. Like it's just people being hunted in a creek. It's basically a slasher movie. And uh, oh, didn't, this, didn't didn't the director also direct um, the orphanage? Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> and he just he made a gothic horror film with dinosaurs in it. I don't oh, yeah. know how he did it, but he did it. And and I'll agree. You know, I talked to my brother a bit about it. You know, being the film critic that he is, still it has the lost world problem where the human character stuff kind of piddles out. I love all the actors in this, but have never really believed for a second that Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's characters are actually real and actually like each other. There's, you know, they're there. They do the beats. It's better than Jurassic World. You know what I mean? They're definitely better in this than they were in that because they're both great actors. But 
The story is definitely secondary. The reveal of what's going on with the granddaughter being a clone is super cool. Mm. I wish the movie didn't just like say it and then throw it away. You know, yeah. like the guy's like, so, you know, you've done some un- unethical shit too, haven't you? And like, I'm like, cool, what's it going to be? And let it be like, yeah, not only is she a clone, but she's got raptor DNA in her. So she's, you know, can live forever, can jump 30 feet high, you know, make her a goddamn X-Man or something like that. <laughs> Instead, it's like, yes, we cloned a person. That's really not scary anymore. <laughs> who's, well, who's that scaring? <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was dropped because at the end, that's why she freed the dinosaurs. Yes. She's like, they're like me. Yes. No, I, I would, love I, I say it was love dropped. That. And I, I, I don't know how it would have been with, you know, having her jumper, you know, I don't know. If that was oh, just, you know. silly. That, that was me being cynical. I don't want that. I, I like Good. the, but I, I like the direction the movie went with it. It's just, I, I feel like, I love that thing with her letting the dinosaurs out and her being able to relate to them. It's just, it's something about how they rushed to that, that it doesn't feel as earned as it could have. Like, I was like, I want to spend more time with her and learn, you know, like what her struggles are being a clone, right. you know, and, and maybe that's going to be part of Dominion. I hope it is considering I hope so. Paul and Trevorrow wrote all three of these and he's back to direct that one. Did you did you hear speaking of Colin Trevorrow and how how batshit crazy he is? Because I, I you know I haven't loved every movie he's made, but um but the guy is definitely interesting and he's got like an in, in, indie director kind of thing that's really cool going for him. He got we'll say moved around off of the third Star Wars film after mm-hmm. um after he made a movie that was kind of divisive um in between these two movies and. Uh, and um, Princess Leia there, Carrie Fisher passed away. And so they kind of did an all hands on deck. We need to bring the big guns in to finish this off. But he was trying to get them to let him film like a 30 minute sequence of the film Star Wars in space. Wow. Like actually fly the actors to space and film just to say he did it. And he didn't get to do it. But you know who is doing it? No, Cruise. <laughs> in a fucking Mission Impossible movie, apparently he's going to film an entire sequence in space. Because <laughs> the guy's out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> well, it'll be worth up with the cost. Uh, he'll help the Church of Scientology. He'll pay for it. He'll be fine. <laughs> no, no. No, anyway, yeah. So, so that that's you know my biggest thing on Fallen Kingdom is that I managed to go. Got a year, year and a half without having the second half of this movie blown for me. So I sat there the night that I was like, Stefan, I'm finally going to watch it. I'm so excited. And I was literally giddy. Like instead of instead of like with the Lost World where it was a big letdown, this was like this is delivering on everything that I hope the Jurassic Park sequel would deliver on. It's doing something new. It's doing something unique. It it's using the dinosaurs and the characters to drive the story along tell me more about the world they built and and like i said earlier about the you know the third jurassic park movie that just felt like it was turning the wheel again it's like all right we're just gonna do this again and this this one feels like oh well now no what's gonna like what is going to happen in dominion like Mm -hmm. i really want to know now because we just let out what 50 dinosaur species (laughs) into the wild that final shot of the raptor standing looking over not like uh it's not just any american suburb it's like 1980s steven spielberg american suburb mm-hmm. like he's looking over it's basically the shot for me t like up on the hill and i was so goddamn excited when i saw that how can you not as a jurassic park fan just get giddy over the way that they left that movie it was incredible yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's that that's my take on Fallen Kingdom. I, I love it. It's got problems. It's not it's not perfect, but but mm-hmm. I but I love 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 thought, it. Um was it um like the um the the new interns or whatever, like Justice Smith. Yeah. I don't want to think too much of them, but uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were a yeah. bit they they did some cool stuff, but they were they were definitely the fat that could have been trimmed a little bit. Mm-hmm. There wasn't God. Jurassic World had way more of that. 
So I was I was glad there was less of that here of how many different characters and groups did we have going on in that movie? <laughs> I still love um I still prefer Jurassic World over Fallen Kingdom. You think so? I, yeah. I I really love them both, but I I went back and watched it. I don't, it's it's a hard toss up for me. I I just I really like the feel of this movie better. But I you're understand right. that. But you're right. You're right. The, Jurassic World is a crowd pleaser. If this had just been the, the, just for the if nothing else for like the the location of it, you know, just like. Yeah. The, the park oh, being there was God, the, the park is a character in and of itself. The reveal, the reveal of the original park three quarters of the way through the movie was so cool. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think I think Jurassic World still takes the cake over Fallen Kingdom only because Fallen Kingdom cannot exist without Jurassic World. If they had if they had led with Fallen Kingdom, that would have felt like a letdown. Be- mm-hmm. because because this is a this movie is the result of the events of Jurassic World. It wouldn't make as much sense if after Jurassic Three they were Park Three they made a movie and were like, "Yeah, so what's going to happen is they're going to show up and take all the dinosaurs off the island and bring them back to the mainland." Like too much time would have passed. Someone would have either bought it and tried to make it a new park, or they would have killed them all. You, that you know, was originally like, that was kind of going to be the plot of Jurassic Park Four. Originally, would have involved like, uh, like dinosaur like mutations like further dna yeah there was like, one like more so than in just jurassic world i i read that spielberg had a script that david kep wrote at one point that full-on promised the world that um what's his name there kingpin um Sam from jurassic... no no king uh the guy who played kingpin on uh but he then he was the military guy in uh in jurassic world that like wanted to he that he wanted to take the blue and all the oh, raptors. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. There you go. They, basically, that was the remnants of a script where basically that had just happened between two movies, mm-hmm. and now the raptors were militarized and used for um, Middle Eastern war. Like that was literally what a fourth Jurassic Park movie was going to be for a little while. Yeah. And it's like, god damn, I would love to see that movie, but that would have been a very weird way to jump into a fourth jurassic park i think yeah i mean they're they're saying that there's going to be a there will be more jurassic park films after this one good good which oh my god you know so so bummed it got pushed back and it was expected but and god the stuff coming out of the the set of the original cast all it's 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 great i love it it, it's just it is it is great they better they had better um you know give the like you know um i don't know like not re not re-relationship or reunite i mean because they're they're not estranged but you know just get uh hammond and uh ellie sattler back together yeah i know that, that, that was that was one thing even as a kid when we saw jurassic park 3 in theaters yeah that i hated was that they broke them up yeah, and he, he just oh, I hated that. She's she's such a good second to him and he's like they played off each other so well, like mm-hmm. the banter and the it, it made it made it like so when they got separated in the movie, like you wanted them, it's like I need I need them bickering with each other again. Like they 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 feel like people that know each other that well. They mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't feel fake. Um yeah, no, I, I hope they do. Did you see the picture Jeff Goldblum tweeted? Uh, which one? Of himself with the open shirt in the exact same pose, but yes. with um with with his current grayed up hair. Hilarious. I think I think Sam Neill um said to it, yeah, and I was I'm the I'm the one that got to oil his chest this time. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> there is way too many shots. Like when I when I saw the movie in 3D. In theaters, we were sitting up close to the front, and I, I'm like, I go, not, not that I'm complaining, because Jeff Goldblum is amazing, and this is just funny as hell. But there is a ton of random shots in scenes where he would not, like, what do you just go, um, oh, you know, I just got hurt and chased by a T Rex. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sit over here and open my shirt so you can see my chest. It's like <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He's still like egotistical. Oh, ding! You got it. Yeah, there's the character, character. And bingo that, and that and that's like i said you know going back to the lost world is just um you know something i love with you know jeff goldblum is because you you just 
like I said, you just can get the impression of everything he's been through in between the two movies and just how much his character changed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's almost like not quite, but like, you know, um, Sarah Connor between Terminator 1 and 2. Oh, God damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Now that, <laughs> that is a character arc. Yeah. Uh, that can speak volumes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys think about um, Fallen Kingdom? I mean, I, I really like it. Uh, it, it. I will say it, it gets better every time I watch it. I like it more. Cool. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, absolutely. I think Fallen Kingdom, I liked it better than um, The Lost World, you know, um, of course, to extend. But of course, we need The Lost World before we got to Fallen Kingdom, you know, as was mentioned before in the podcast, of course, um, about how we need Jurassic Park first and then Jurassic World, you know? You know what right. I mean? Um, but uh, Fallen Kingdom, I just really loved that movie a lot, too, and I, I liked it a lot more than The Lost World. Um, I thought it was just... it, Like like what was mentioned earlier, Chris, like what you said, it... it, it fit the expectations and it moved you in them like it as opposed to the lost world it was kind of kind of a letdown to an extent and then at the end of course it was just kind of like a whole different movie all of a sudden but in the fallen kingdom it's it, it really meets your expectations and exceeds them i think to an extent where um like it, it brings in more, more narrative, more plot, more, more of the things you don't expect or don't know about these different new characters. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. It, and then it just really, yeah, expands on and that and just blows it up. Out, you know, and it's really good. I think. Yeah, um, it, it. I I agree. And and Stefan made a point that I think um that's important to think back to with the opening, the, the opening of the film, you know, the stuff back on the Island is very, it's, it's bombastic, right? Like it's very, mm-hmm. it's very big and over the top. And it's, it is doing what the lost world did for its whole runtime. It's like, we're going to give you double the dinos and double the, this and double the, that. And it's, it's just going to be insane. And what I like about it is it does all that. And then they get off the Island and there's that wonderfully sad, shot of the brachiosaurus oh my god yeah doing and and it's the exact same the I, same I th- one, the same one and it from that they see that the very first time that bucks up on its back legs and i went and the movie kept that tone for the rest of it that like melancholy like mm-hmm. and i was so blown away by that choice and that's how i think this movie succeeds over the lost world is it the, the Lost World, as strange as it is for me to say this, and I, I can only say this now knowing that Spielberg produced the Transformers films, so there's at least a little bit of his insight into whatever garbage Michael Bay is putting on screen. The Lost World, <laughs> the, the Lost World feels like a Michael Bay film, less, less than a Steven Spielberg film. It feels like a film that doesn't have confidence in the times that it's quiet. So it's So it's just, it keeps the pace trying to go a million miles a minute to make sure you don't have time to think about it too much. Whereas fallen kingdom, even though we've admitted it's got, you know, it's not a perfect film. It has a lot more confidence in itself to kind of go, yeah, you know, you just had Jurassic world, which gave you everything you wanted and the big music cues and had a T-Rex fight, this other T-Rex hybrid thing. And, you know, for the second half of this, we're just going to have this like one or two dinosaurs chasing a little kid around. And, have it be about these relationships and have it be a bit more scary and stripped down. And it feels like more of a movie, even though it's doing less on screen. And, and that's a really hard thing to, to commit yourself to specifically if you're a production company, like I, I, it really shows how much confidence or just, Hey, there's no way this isn't going to make at least a billion dollars again to do whatever the hell you want. Um, 
but to make a movie that isn't, you know, like Transformers 2 level excess, you know, right? which they easily could have done. I gave Kyle a look when he's like, any kind of crap Michael Bay does, I was about to say like, yeah, like Armageddon. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. <laughs> Flashback to another episode called I. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. We're just going to keep circling around until we just re-record all of our episodes every time. That's right. That's that's the that would that's the organization and consistency we bring to you here on Fighting Films. When you mentioned you know Jeff Goldblum performances, have you ever seen a movie called Mr. Frost? No. Oh, I think it's on YouTube. It's it's kind of one of those movies that you know has never gotten a DVD release. It's this. He plays this guy, the serial killer, who claims to be the devil. Oh no! Shit! It's really good. Oh, I've seen the cover for this. And you know when we mentioned the 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 um Brachiosaurus from the scene, you know, that the one that died, you know, that was the original one. And I I can't watch that scene anymore without thinking of the Animaniacs promo. Oh god, yes, you know <laughs> that what? was gold. Yes, every everybody listening to this show, the Animaniacs are coming back. Oh, yeah. so if you have not watched the promo that spoofs Jurassic Park. Immediately when this is done, watch it. It it brings back all. I saw that and I'm like, because I I had heard somebody that you know had a passing knowledge of the show. I showed them that and they were like, okay, that was funny, but why Jurassic Park? And I'm like, oh, I go, why not? One of, one of the best parts of Animaniacs was that they constantly broke the fourth wall and made fun of the fact that Steven Spielberg produced their show, and yeah. I I thought that was genius. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait for more Anim- Animaniacs. Um, and they're they're developing. Speaking of shows in that vein, they're developing Darkwing Duck now that he's been showing oh up. God, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been showing up in the background on the Ducktales show, like here and there. And they're they're doing it. Darkwing Duck was incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say let's give some final thoughts on both of these because I am getting exhausted, even though I could talk forever, but you might just start hearing me snore and talk in my sleep and that would be funny. My final thoughts is I, I think fallen kingdom is just, it's, it's the polished, um, more, uh, more controlled version of what the lost world easily could have been even though the lost world is still an absolute blast in its own right. And I would not want it to not exist because it's got too many awesome set pieces. And a lot of the cool stuff we remember about the kind of dinosaurs, these movies created can be attributed to the lost world. Cause it did just so much more with them than what Jurassic park did. But this film proves to you that less can be more and so I think it, it's a cool, you know, whereas Jurassic World kind of went, yeah, Jurassic Park was cool. And we agree that it's a better movie. But what if we just gave you dinosaurs all the goddamn time and people loved it and cheered and went crazy for it? This movie then went said, OK, now we've got you back in our crosshairs. So we're going to slow things down a bit. Um, think a little bit, get get empathetic a little bit, you know, be scared a little bit more. And um I I'm there for it. And I, and I hope dominion just is a goddamn home run. So that's my thoughts. That's very well said. It's very well said. That's, very well said. that's what I was thinking too. I'm really excited for dominion to come out. You know, I think that'll be the home run. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess a reason I wanted to do this is because I was torn about, which is for me personally, which is better um, the lost world or fallen kingdom. And I think, I think I think I figured that out. Thanks. Which which, which do you think? Fallen Kingdom. Okay, that's that's cool because it does it doesn't have to end up that way. But I I I watched um you know Lost World again in preparation for this and was still amazed at how much fun the movie can be. But yeah, this one ever like you said every time you watch it it just it gets me excited about dinosaurs again mm-hmm. and and lost world lost world gets me excited about jurassic park you know what i mean but, right. but this you don't movie, want a movie to remind you of another movie yes it. this yeah. this and again you know i i i would never want the there's these are five movies that none of them are terrible but lost world is 
underwhelming and Jurassic Park three is okay. Where's the third act of the movie? Um, but, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but this, this one, this one I feel like is the whole package. It, you know, it, it, it's surprising. It doesn't feel like you're retreading something that you've already done. Um, you know, and, and I know some people didn't like the Indoraptor. I thought the Indoraptor was really freaking cool. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this movie's scene, you know, going back to like though of like just things that are I can't believe they did that and I'm so happy they did. The blood transfusion from the T-Rex is the movie's best scene. The two of them in there with the T-Rex puppet and then mm-hmm. that like that moving almost jaw getting them when they're coming back out. It's just to have an intimate, quiet scene with a T-Rex is such a ballsy thing to do. And they nailed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That That's just what I like about this movie is you, you got a director that's like, oh, so I have to work with dinosaurs. Well, I made a movie about a haunted orphanage. Um, let, let me try a little of that. <laughs> You're like, oh, OK. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, yeah. Um, Kyle or Stefan, any anybody with a with a final final uh, breakdown other than we can't wait for Dominion? Um, you know, I think I think the Jurassic Park series and then Jurassic World. Um, the you know, of course, they're together. You know, where Jurassic Park gets first, and that leads into Jurassic World much later. And I think, but they're both. Um, in a way similar, in a way a lot different, you know, um, where we haven't seen Dominion yet, um, but that seems like it's going to be a really cool home run, you know, um, but of course with Jurassic World and then United, or, uh, Fallen Kingdom, sorry, it's, uh, Fallen Kingdom just makes a lot more sense, I think, it just falls in line with what's supposed to be, you know. That's right. Fine. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as as we've said on other episodes, you know, um, it's called Fighting Films because it's a clever name. Um, but sometimes, you know, films are actually pitted up against each other. And I think it's reasonable to say that these two should be. But um, I'd say this is a bit more of a technical knockout on points more than um, any uh, – one of these two movies left, you know, dead and bleeding in the middle of the ring <laughs> as it would be. <laughs> um, so, you know, lost world lives to fight another day, but um, it, it has a true successor in a movie that was able to look at what worked about it as a sequel and be a legacy sequel to it and go, Hey, I can do what you did better. Um, and really, you know, just be an awesome flick. And, you know, this gets, worse reviews from a lot of people than than um jurassic world and i think that that's that's a bummer because i think there's a lot more ambition here um even though jurassic world is wonderful but there's a lot more ambition and i and i hope dominion just you know really sticks the landing so maybe we'll be back to put dominion up against jurassic park 3 which oh that one will that one will be left in a bloody pulp in the middle of the ring because yes, I have a feeling I have a feeling Dominion is going to have a third act. That's that's Yeah, I know. And yeah, not not end yeah, and not be not, ended not, with not have, a not be not ended have with a, a cell phone a call. Dinosaur appear in a dream. Alan. <laughs> Alan Alan So yeah. funny Funny, funny story about that before I log off. I'll leave you with this. So I saw that movie in the theater with my friend Steve, actually, the Skeeter Plays guy that I was uh, doing a, a bid for at the beginning of this. And the movie wasn't even over when he turned to me from the seat on the side and tapped me on the shoulder with his arms up and went, Alan! And it <laughs> killed me. So you know how they have, like, the Jurassic World toys with, like, the masks that, like, the jaw goes on the bottom jaw and if you talk... The Raptor's mouth opens. Right. Have you seen these? I put one of those on in a Walmart and recorded myself and sent that to him. And he mm-hmm. said, "He said I just pissed my pants." He's like, "That's I, I haven't thought of that in so long." Alan, <laughs> it's so great. It's so bad. So yeah, guys. Um, you know this. This has uh, been great. Um, Stefan, as always, thank you for co-hosting Fighting Films. Thank you for coming up with the idea. 
Um, and Kyle, thank you so much for joining us again and really adding a lot of great stuff to this. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. And it was a pleasure doing it. And I really appreciate you guys having me, having me again on here. So. Anytime. Awesome. And thank you both. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.